0: are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a Tuesday, November 20th, game day edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, writer and editor over at LeBron Wire, part of the USA Today NBA Wire sites, also a writer for the Associated Press, and former Blazer Beat writer at the Vancouver Columbia, and welcome back to the show. It is Tuesday. I did not have a podcast because, as I just mentioned, I am the editor of the LeBron Wire, and unfortunate timing, the other night, the Lakers, were, pl- or the other afternoon, I should say, the Lakers were playing the Miami Heat. And LeBron James had 51 points at the same time that the Blazers beat the Washington Wizards. So I had to cover that game first. I finally got to some of the tape from the Blazers game on Sunday, and they continue to win games, and they also may have broken the Washington Wizards in the process. They won 119-109, and they, they truly, that doesn't really tell the story of the game. Portland was up by as many as 29. They jumped out to a great start, and it was really the, the bench guys, the end of the bench guys for the Wizards that made the run at the end of the game, and it wasn't necessarily at all indicative of... What this game was really like and and Portland was dominant in this one. They came out of the gates firing Obviously at coming off a two-game losing streak. They really needed to get right and Their backcourt got them there. Damian Lillard with 40 points six rebounds five assists continuing to make a case for MVP right now in my opinion and getting them a nice win. CJ McCollum had 25 points on 9 of 16 shooting and he also had seven rebounds. Portland as a whole just played really well, but it was it was great. The stats don't quite tell the story. Uh, they had one possession where, and I I'm, you probably have seen it by now, uh, being that it is Tuesday, where they had nine passes uh, to create an open three-pointer for Jake Lehman, and the ball movement was spectacular. And... Uh, after the game, Damian Lillard shouted out Steve Blake because Steve Blake is kind of tangentially a coach for the Blazers. I know that some people thought it was just like a shout-out-to-Steve-Blake moment. And while I wish that it was a random shout-out-to-Steve-Blake moment because we could always use that, it wasn't that. So he, he actually works for the team. So I don't know in exactly which capacity, but he's some kind of advisor, consultant some some kind of non-assistant coach coach so he uh that, that's who dane was shouting out after that one in his post-game interview with brooke olsendam and the blazers with the win and even after monday night's games which included a couple of victories from other teams in the west the portland trailblazers remain in first place in the western conference they are tied at 11-5 with the Memphis Grizzlies and the Los Angeles Clippers, oddly enough. Uh, if, that, if you had that as the top three after 16 games, uh, you probably got pretty ridiculous odds on that bet. Because, not that anyone would ever take that bet. But, the odds would be pretty low. Golden State is also technically tied with Portland, but because of percentage points in their win percentage Golden State being 12-6 and and having lost three straight games as they continue to miss Steph Curry, and they're not going to have him at the end of this week when Portland visits them. So Portland, with an opportunity to put even more distance on uh, themselves at the end of this road trip, and then they get another opportunity tonight to get a win and, and add to that when they visit New York. We're going to talk about what to expect from the Knicks later on in this segment. But I I just wanted to highlight, again, Portland taking care of business. And I think this Wizards team has really presented a lot of problems for the Blazers over the past few years. Markeith Morris really gives them trouble. And he was basically a non-factor in this game, as were basically all of the other starters for Washington. Uh, John Wall had 24 points, but it was 10 of 21 from the field. Bradley Beal only took 13 shots and finished with 12 points. And they just looked lost out there. And then we learned after the fact that they had uh, a screaming practice the day before the Blazer game where John Wall told uh, head coach Scott Brooks, like, F you. So uh, that was the vibe for the team. And, and Portland... You, all that news was there before, not the the practice necessarily, but the discord among the Wizards and, and how things have not been going. And, and Portland could have easily gone in there and just expected to, to win and roll them over, but they did roll them over because they played hard. It wasn't that they rolled them over because they were broken, although they are broken. And I think the Blazers uh, really, really ended uh, how – whatever good feelings they were feeling. Uh they went four of six, but then they just kinda came back to reality. And I think the Wizards game when they were here in the first weekend of the season and they came here and won, that kind of helped them avoid it was the second weekend. That kinda helped them avoid where they are now where they're at a breaking point. And I think it was kinda cool for Portland to say, hey, okay, we didn't match up against these guys. They beat us on our home court. And now we're gonna come in here. And they they actually had been playing better than they were the last time around. And Portland just didn't want to give them any semblance of hope. And... You have to give them credit for going on the road and, and, and making sure that they got a win in a spot where they should get one, but uh, nothing is really ever given on the road in the NBA. So uh, to see them take advantage of that after two tough games against the Lakers, who are playing really good basketball right now, and then against the Minnesota Timberwolves, who also look like a much better team than they were a couple of weeks ago. So Portland takes advantage of, of, of a spot on the schedule where they should should have won this game. So, uh, And we, we've seen them falter at times earlier in the season, like the game in Miami, uh, but they took care of business in D.C., and now they are in New York. Uh, one other uh, kind of note from not necessarily this game, but just the Blazers as a whole, Jason Quick had a great story on The Athletic, and uh, it was really interesting to see Anthony Simons get the minutes over Wade Baldwin and then have Baldwin kind of say hey it's kind of hard to be a dickhead here because you'll stand out because of the Blazers culture and I thought that that was really cool and a a really fun story. Uh, Go check it out go subscribe to The Athletic if you haven't already Um, and great stuff from Jason Quick over there about the Blazers and the togetherness and how it really does matter uh, how, how that stuff really does come back around because you see Golden State struggling with it. You see the Wizards obviously struggling with it. Uh, you see the Mavericks struggling with DeAndre Jordan and people freezing out Luka Doncic. And, I mean, it you, you could go all the way... Down the league, you could probably find something on a lot of these teams that were supposed to be good. I mean, Houston, they just lost Carmelo Anthony. Uh, Philadelphia, even as good as things are, they've got the Markel Fold situation. And Portland, while they do have their own situations, their ability to stick together has really uh, given them a leg up, I think, to start this season. And that's why also they're play, obviously, that, that helps connect back to it, but uh, those two things, I think, go hand in hand when you talk about this Blazers team, and uh, it's, it's really spectacular to see where they are and see where they can go. They still have three games left on this road trip, including tonight in New York at Madison Square Garden, where... Uh, every NBA player who has ever lived loves to play. So uh, we're going to be right back and take a quick break with more Locked On Blazers coming right back. So uh, you've heard me talking about Damian Lillard and, and the MVP and 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 those type of accolades that I think he should definitely be up for as as the Blazers continue to play well. Um, and and he is not only the best, most important offensive player. He's also the team leader. So I wanted to kind of take stock of where he ranks amongst other guys in the league. And, you know, after doing a little bit of a deep dive here into some of Dame's stats, I have to say um that I think things can get a little bit better uh, for him right now because... He's really not shooting the three that great compared to where he's been before in his career, especially in the last couple of seasons, shooting at 35%, which is fine at the volume that he's shooting, but he could probably shoot a little bit better, and he'll probably have a good game tonight in New York, and then that will probably change how his percentages look after the fact. But um, if there's one thing I can definitely say, I think that Dame... And this is, you know, it sounds stupid coming off of, of a 40-point game for him, but he's really gotten to work inside the three-point line this year. He's having a much better season from there, but uh, his three-point shot is just not falling in the same way. Another place where Dame is really excelling right now is getting to the free-throw line. He, he has really done an excellent job, and this goes back to what I was saying A couple of weeks ago where I think the freedom of movement rules where the refs are really emphasizing protecting shooters and protecting guys that are trying to move away from the ball and really protecting perimeter players and jump shooters like Dame, that's leading to more foul calls. And then also Dame is just an excellent guy at getting to the rim and he goes there and he drives hard, and that's really been a big part of his game this year. I think back to the Boston game against Al Horford in a lot of one-on-one situations where Dane just blew by him and scored. And we also have to keep in mind that he's also playing through something right now uh, with a sore knee because he kind of banged knees or whatever it was uh, a couple of games ago. But he's fine. It's not anything structural or anything. But um, he has really done an excellent job of getting to the line uh, at least in the non-Joel and Embiid category, he's one of the best in the league. and Embiid is blowing people away at the foul line, but Dame is actually third in the league in free throws made and sixth in free throws attempted. I mentioned the Blazers' excellence at the foul line, and obviously that has a great deal to do with Dame and CJ, the guys that take most of their free throws. But Uh, Lillard also, you know, not really jacking a a ton of threes compared to a a lot of guys. He's only 10th in three-pointers attempted. You look at Kemba Walker taking 167 three-pointers so far this season and leading the NBA in scoring, but Lillard is doing more in a more efficient manner uh, really not shooting the three as much as those guys but still delivering and and as I mentioned I think he can really get better from there. Dame's also been doing more in the rebounding category because Portland really doesn't have a center so the rebounding falls on the team as a collective and, and Dame has really done a good job of taking care of the rebounding for the Trailblazers and that's kind of resulted in uh, a real improvement in efficiency rating for Dame. He's 13th, and it. it's not usually something that guys his size get. He actually has a higher player efficiency rating than Yusuf Nurkic, which not that surprising considering Dame is a much better offensive player. But still, really, Dame has, has been excellent in a lot of aspects, and I think some of the aspects that he's proven to be better at over the course of his career, I think can still get better uh, throughout the season. I mean, we're only 16 games in, and you know, Lillard usually has a nice little run after the All-Star break in March, and I think the Blazers really do a great job of that because they just play harder than everybody else a lot of the times. But uh, I do think that Dame can improve a little bit, but he's really gotten better Around the basket this year, I have to say, and and inside the arc, that, that was one of the things that I talked about when I went on the Dunked On podcast. What are the things that he can do better at? And you know, he, he's getting to the rim a good amount, but he's really hitting those mid-range shots as well. Uh, but he, he can still do better, and that's what I think is, is is really one of the more interesting things is that Dame really can shoot better from the the field than he has for the last, uh, you know, couple of games. So I, I really do think that Dame, he's expanding his game, he's getting better, he's getting to the foul, He's getting to the rim more, he's shooting well at the rim, and that's a big part of his game, and I don't think it, you, that's going to go away. So you'd like to see that, you'd like to see him finishing and attacking the rim more, using his quickness, but then uh, if he starts to get those threes to fall at a higher percentage, then... Uh, You're talking about, you know, really competing with Steph Curry for uh, the accolades of of MVP. I think, you know, right now the way the the Warriors are losing without Curry probably helps his case a little bit. But uh, if Portland can rack up some wins, maybe get a couple games ahead of them in the standings, that's the type of thing that gets you MVP votes. So uh, I just wanted to check in on his numbers, see how they looked. Getting to the free throw line has been big for him. But he he's really been getting to the rim. And I think his three-point shooting will improve. Could improve tonight against uh, a crappy New York Knicks team. And we're going to talk about those crappy New York Knicks when we come right back from this break as the Blazers continue their road trip. It's the last game on the East Coast before they head to the Midwest where they'll face the Milwaukee Bucks. Hello and welcome back to our last segment here on Locked On Blazers. And we are previewing tonight's game at Madison Square Garden against the New York Knicks. Uh, the Knicks are bad. They are leaning into the fact that they are bad. They're playing all their young guys that they added. And David Fisdale is mixing and matching lineups. We have one of our old friends over there, Noel Vonley. Uh, who who plays and has a rotation role, doesn't start. But that's kind of the, the mode that this Knicks team is in. They're extremely young. They're really working a lot of their rookies and second-year guys and trying to to get them and turn them, see what they have in those players. And uh, the the main guy that Portland's going to have to worry about offensively is, is Tim Hardaway Jr. He's their leading scorer at 24 points a game. He's their big money guy. He's their big contract player. Him, along with Enos Cantor, really are, are, are the, the veterans on this team right now the, and probably the best players, frankly, because – kristas porzingis is hurt courtney lee is hurt lance thomas is hurt so you got a lot of guys that are that could probably contribute to this team that are out right now so uh that doesn't necessarily mean however that portland can take them easily obviously being in new york and being on the road makes it a little bit harder and there's always an energy in madison square garden so you know No matter how bad the Knicks are, it really doesn't matter, but they've got some other guys to watch out for. Alonzo Trier, an undrafted free agent who they they signed after the draft. He was really solid at Arizona, really good scorer, and... They nickname him IsoZo. Uh, he likes to break you down off the dribble. He, he was always a good scorer in high school and college. Uh, for whatever reason, didn't get drafted. Uh, I know he had some injury troubles here and there while he was in college, but uh, he's... Just been a, a really nice find for them, shooting 40% from three, 46% from the field. Noah Vonleh has actually been pretty solid as well, averaging seven points and eight rebounds per game. Not that bad, shooting a decent percentage. He's been shooting the three more confidently this year. They also have Mario Hazonia, who's, who comes off the bench for them, a guy that Portland tried to sign. but. He's not really a guy that I think is really going to thrive with this group because he's he's kind of a shooter. I think he kind of needs guys to get him open. And you look at this team, and it's a bunch of young-ish guys trying to get theirs. Uh, Frank Tillichina, the lottery pick from two years ago, his offensive game has not really matured at all. He's still a really good defender, and I think we could see him get a lot of time on Damian Lillard tonight. Uh, Trey Burke is probably the best point guard of this group he can he, shoot it he, he had a really good season last year but uh i don't think he's going to be getting to the same level that he was getting last year uh, where he was shooting like similar percentages to Stephen curry uh for a short time obviously he came out of the g league to join the the knicks last year and then you have Mitchell Robinson, another rookie, a big guy, uh, who's getting some time because of this youth movement for New York. And then you also have Kevin Knox, the rookie out of Kentucky, who was billed as a shooter. And he's been in and out of the lineup as well. So uh, David Fisdale, really no clear, no clear starting group really with this group. So um, I named a bunch of guys, and I would not be surprised if they if he switched it up and and went with those guys in a different order, or what have you, because he's been starting Emmanuel Moutier lately, uh, who kind of like uh, Tilakina is not a really good offensive player, but he's not really a good defensive player either, uh, and and. He's only 22, though, so so maybe that's what you know. People are saying, okay, hey, he's only 22. The Knicks are trying to take a chance on him, but this this Knicks team is a lot of guys trying to stick in the league, uh, trying to make their mark in the league. So playing a team like Portland, who comes in in first place in the West, they are clearly probably going to look at this at this as an opportunity to make a statement and show that they belong against one of the better teams so far in this NBA season. So I think uh, while the Knicks do suck, Portland being having as good of a record as they have and being at the top of the West, uh, I think makes this may, maybe a little bit more dangerous for for Portland. So uh, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Blazers. We will be back with you later on in the week. Uh, I know they have a game Tomorrow, a back-to-back in Milwaukee. So we'll talk about that. We'll have—I think—we're going to have a special guest on our podcast tomorrow. So that's going to do it for us. Keep it locked here. Leave us a review, and uh, if you don't check in with us after the, the next game, have a happy Thanksgiving.